Hello and welcome to another episode of Worst Collection Ever. This is the show where we tell you about the worst comic book collection in existence, and it just happens to belong to us. I'm Jen. I'm Sean. Mermoo. Mermoo. <laughs> I was reading some of those Barbie comics, and it features a a cowfish? They call it a mermoo, because why the fuck not? Those uh, Barbie comics... Those are fucking trip, man. The, 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 exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how to describe them. They are a trip. That's all you could say. You're just like, what? What? They are yeah, they're a, great. Uh, they're ridiculous. Yeah, I guess... You want to talk about that movie? Oh, sure. Can we talk about that? I mean, yeah, I guess. It's just such a... So we watched this movie, and it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime, actually. And it's called Quarter Bin. Quarter Bin. Quarter Bin. And it's about friends who work in a comic book store and, like, just their lives. Because not a whole lot happens in this movie. And it's obviously an independent film. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't... I mean, how would you even describe it? Well, basically, it's... It follows the story about this... And I probably I already forgot their names, <laughs> but it doesn't uh, really. Matter. I mean, look if you want. Look, Mohawk you, guy, Mohawk boy, um, and if you look, if you want to like actually like get yourself into this movie, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, you can. It's, it's for free. Just look up Quarterman. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch this for free. And the thing is, is that the cover, well, the cover art or the poster that they show for it is like a picture of a girl uh-huh. who's got pink hair and. She looks curvy, and she's holding, like, comics in front of her boobs. Right. Like, she's holding it up, and it's, like, Quarterbin, and, like, the tagline is, like, or the, the, I think it's relationships, but sometimes things happen or whatever. Right. And you're like, okay, and then you right. watch it, and it's just about this guy. With the mohawk. With the mohawk. Kind of has a static X mohawk. Oh, he, he totally has a static X. And, and uh, he's, he's, Abe Lincoln beard. He is... He is fully channeling the spirit of Wayne Static. Yes, he is in this in this deal. But, he, but Wayne Static, if he wore tight affliction shirts, mm-hmm. yeah, a hundred percent. He's a very schmo dude, but he and, has Wayne Static hair. Yeah, but he's wearing, got a mohawk or whatever, and he's like bitching because he like broke up with his girlfriend because I guess they found out that they're like second cousins or something. Right. So he's sad, and then he works at a comic book store, and, like, the other guy who works there is gay, and he's, like, dating... He went on a date with a guy named Clark, who really loves DC, DC, but the the guy who works at the comic book store only loves Marvel, so he doesn't know if he can keep dating this guy. Yeah. So that's a thing. Then there's this other guy who is with this, like... I don't even know who this guy is. He's just, like, a scrawny dude who's, like, a friend. And he hangs out with. Yeah, he this. doesn't have actually really anything to do in this movie. No, he just hangs out. He's just there to kind of be like, "Hey, main character, I guess I'll talk." Yeah, to you. I'll talk to you, main character. You need a friend, and let's make some comments. Yeah, so he makes comments, and he's hanging out with this girl who's got like really short, weird hair, and she's just there. Well, she has like a Beatles haircut. Yeah, she's got like yeah, like a Beatles haircut, and she just like exists until like half the movie. And then she starts doing things. Well, yeah, she's just hey, she's just some girl that hangs out there, and then like she's like, they, I'm just friends with you guys. Hi, I'm reading a comic book. Hi, I'm sitting in a corner. Like that's literally most of what she does in like the first half of the movie. Right, and then all of a sudden, like some girl shows up, and she's like, Hey, I need a job. Yeah. can I work here at your comic book store? And the guy's like, Yes, I would love that. Hot girl, work for me. Well, also because she she's got like in. tattoos and she's got like red hair. Well, she comes in and she's like, I need a job she said something about like how do you keep your inventory of bags or something that was some like weird she, she like, got very like inside about like working so if, if you're listening to this show and you 
own or run a comic book store or have worked at a comic book store, you probably would you probably would understand some of what goes on in this movie, you know, from a business standpoint, I guess. But. Yeah, because I mean, it's not very much. It's just like she drops like some weird terminology, and he's like, "How did you know it's not that?" Really weird. But it's yeah. not weird, but it's like, what about your inventory of blah 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 something or other? And he's like, "Oh." what she's like i need a job yay and so he starts working with her and then i guess time passes it doesn't really seem like like weeks pass but it kind of seems like a day and then he sees mohawk guy's like oh man i totally love that chick that chick's like nah man i'm a lesbian and i'm totally into the girl with the short hair but he does nobody wants to tell nobody but nobody wants to tell him because he's like all upset because he's still like hurt because of his other relationship with his cousin or whatever yeah and then he wants what you dated your cousin no oh uh the lesbian thing oh the girl ended up being a lesbian yeah. well that happens that happened once where i was like Hi. that's like every straight girl i've ever met can tell you that she has had crushes on gay boys yeah a hundred percent yeah it happened to me in college usually because gay boys like dress really well and you're like oh man look how cute he is he looks really good and you're like oh that's because he's gay yeah yeah you know if he looks like a pile of laundry then he's straight <laughs> Is that what I am? Am I a pile of laundry? There are days. <laughs> you have a pile of laundry days. Oh. You know I love you. <laughs> I certainly hope so. But so like know. So he finds out so she finds out she's gay. Well, yeah, because she's into like the uh, the short hair girl who apparently is some like bri- brilliant physicist with like two doctorates who's like, oh no, I'm not gay. And then she's like, oh wait, no, I am gay. And then they're like, yeah, we're gonna be together, yay. And then there's a lot of that's a, it. That's lot, like the movie. There's a lot of um, moments. In the, it's like a movie where there's a lot of nerd references. There's a lot of like it's like oh Battlestar Galactica. They and, make uh, jokes. Yeah, the gay the, the gay guy that really is really into. Uh, marvel he's got dogs named stan and lee yeah oh and he can't date that one guy but he starts dating another guy because he's just like i can't date a guy who's into dc this movie is based in cleveland oh that's right it's in ohio it's in cleveland sadly no appearance from the miz is the miz from ohio oh yeah that's his big thing he's from like ohio and he has like bro nights in ohio and stuff are they called bro nights I, that's what I'm the calling Mrs. Bro Nights. We have one of those things. Where Are they called Mo Nights? Because <laughs> he like Mo Nights. Because he likes to put it, the Miz or an M in front of everything, like the Miz-tourage. He does. Yeah. So they'd Bro have Mizites. They'd have to be Ms. Bo Nights. Ms. Bo Nights. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I like. I, I would. You know, actually, that would be great if somebody called the Miz a Mizbo. They didn't want to call him a male bimbo. They call him. He's a Mizbo. Mizbo. Him and all of his little Miztourage friends are Mizbos. Mizbos. But um. So anyway, so they it's based out of Cleveland, and like at one point, there's like there's like other like there's uh, other stuff going on. There's like yeah. There's There's another comic book store. It burns down. I feel like there's other comic book stores that show up. You know, or there's like two of them. Well, no, that's that's the one. That, no, because there's that because other guy it gets that came all in. fancy. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, they have. Okay, so they have. It's a comp- just dumb. I want to talk more about. Oh no, it? no, it's fine. It's, it's, I was just like, we're just telling like a point by point of this. I'm not telling point by point. I'm okay. just trying to bring up the things. I was going to bring up the comic book store that was run by some guy who apparently was in a Christmas story. Yeah, he is the special guest. I uh-huh. think he was Ralphie's brother. 
You've never seen a Christmas story. I have so never know. seen a Christmas yeah. story. So let's let's make sure we know that. But. I know that's weird. Uh, my mother hates Christmas, so we never really well, I don't, yeah, a movie uh, called did a Christmas, Christmas movies. Yeah, a movie called a Christmas kid. Story would not work out. No, my mom's not going to fucking watch that movie. Are you kidding? Yeah. So this so. is like back in the day when you only had one TV, yeah. you know, in a house. Yeah, you had it's either that or nothing. Yeah. Yep. That or nothing. We're not watching a Christmas story. So... He apparently is like, I'm a millionaire and I'm going to run your comic book store out of the ground. And yeah, then, he's like, oh, I want to own all the comic book stores in Cleveland. And so basically his comic book store is different because... It has a bar. It has a bar. Which, it's not a bad idea, actually. It's actually a really good idea. I would love a comic book store with, store with a bar. I it's, already want one with a coffee so- shop it, in it. It's a comic book store slash bar slash, I think, unisex brothel. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. You see one scene of that, and then next thing you know, they're like, hey, that place is on fire. It's like, can we see it on fire? No, we yeah, can't. No. That's the thing. And then they'll be like, oh, man, let me tell you what happened. I went on a date. Like, that that one uh, guy with the mohawk, he comes in to where his friends are all hanging out. And he's like, guys, like yesterday, I went on a date. You're never going to believe what happened. And then he just tells everybody about it. And I'm like, no, I want to see the date. Tell me what happened. Don't recount it. Well, they couldn't afford. Well, they I mean, couldn't yeah, afford the date. Apparently, yeah. they could just afford whoever's basement they were in. Right. Because I mean, it is an. Ind- you can tell it's an independent film. Yeah, there's only so many locations they can use. Yeah. So. And I mean, I get it, but man, you could have just set up a table somewhere. At least, like my your film, my the film I made, like I actually had like locations. Yeah. Which is pretty remarkable, considering I was a broke ass gra- grad student. You had a VFW. I did. You did. Yeah, I shouldn't have did that. Why? I don't know. Those guys were, those guys weren't very pleasant to me. They're VFW guys. Of course, they're not very pleasant. They're like old cranky men. Yeah, I should have known that. And also, <laughs> I was gonna say you're from Buffalo. You of all people should have known, known that. that. And it was in Everett too. So you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you're pretty much Everett's just pretty much just Bates. It's like the burial ground of cranky. Yeah, there's a lot of like really old cranky. There's a, there's a lot of cranky old in the Boston water. dudes. Up, oh yeah, old New England guys up that way. Oh yeah, yeah. So he um. So anyway, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, I'm trying to think of there's a there's a, another part where it's like some guy comes in. Some dweeby guy comes in and he's like, I'm going to sell you all these Superman, Death of Superman comics. And oh, he's like, right. he's got like 50 issues of it. He's got 50 day. copies of like Superman 75. And he's like, dancing? very much like, he's like, he's like dancing. He's like, I'm going to buy a Camaro. And he's doing like a fucking Ace Ventura dance. Yeah, and, it's pretty weird. And it's weird. And the guy that, you know, the guy that's working there, he's like, yeah, this isn't worth anything. And he's like, how dare you? I'm going to take my thing to another store. And the other guy's like, good luck. Good luck. And he's like, I'm Ace Ventura. And he dances away. And it's, you know, there's that. And then, uh, yeah, just a lot of. uh, That's basically it. Yeah, I think that's it. That's really about it. There's not a lot that happens in this movie. Uh, that guy tries to, Mohawk guy tries to get back with his cousin. Well, he tries to get back with, before he but, tries to get back with his cousin. But it she, just ends kind of like an Inception way where she's just like, she looks at the camera and opens her mouth and it's over. So you're just like, is she going to say yes? Well, Does Leonardo's top fall? I don't know. We're never going to know. Actually, it would be great if it was just cut to a top falling. <laughs> 
Because that. <laughs> you were like, well, how does what does that mean? I was like, wait a minute, are these two movies connected? I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> that, this is actually the sequel to Inception. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, Christopher Nolan, you know, he's probably like, you know, I could. He's uh, just like, you know, I'm gonna go to Ohio and like film a movie in a comic book store. Can I get? Can I get Wayne Static Jr. Jr. He's like, I spent all that money trying to get that semi to flip over. He's like, I just want to do something low budget, <laughs> like really low budget, like, like super low, like like, like, like twenty five bucks low, <laughs> like two rooms, <laughs> two rooms, and like people doing it for free. I want, I want local, I want local actors. I want, I want the guy, the, I want Ralphie's brother from a. Uh, of a Christmas story. Only because he owes me a favor. Because he owes me a favor. And uh, and uh, and I'll spring for pizza. I'll nah. get pizza. And, and he went, nah, no pizza. <laughs> you know what? No. I no can't afford We can't do that. We can't. It's but not the, in the budget. Well, I do want to point out that shitty pizza's not in the budget. There was the one part, and you, you, you've skipped this. So Mohawk Boy breaks up with his girlfriend, and then immediately that girl starts dating a guy who I think is just got out of prison. Remember? Oh, that's right. Like I don't g- think he actually got out of prison. He just looks like he got out I, of prison. I want to believe that he literally got out of prison and was like, date now. And then he, uh, <laughs> he started, you know, he wanted, well, the story is that she's dating him because his ex-girlfriend's friend wanted to date some other guy that was friends with this prison guy. Mm-hmm. So this prison guy, like, at a fun point, comes in the store to talk to, you know, the one of the co-workers there. And he's That's like, right, because he's like, oh, I dated this geek chick, and I just really need, like, uh, you know, stuff to talk to her about. He's like, we're comics. And he's like, well, there's <laughs> Spider-Man. And he's like, nah. Yeah, nah, man. No. <laughs> I've seen movies. I don't like it. And yeah, she's like, I don't read. He's like, I don't do much reading. He's like, what about graphic novels? Like, I said no reading, you know. <laughs> and then she's like, and then they're like, well, here's an indie comic that let us pay for the right, uh, that is letting us uh, promote them in this movie. It's called uh, uh, King Arthur versus Zombies. He's like, oh. No, it's King Arthur versus Vampires. Oh, King Arthur versus Vampires. Which, not going to lie, that sounds fun. I'm into that. I mean, yeah, I'll read I'll, that. I'll, I'll, I'll watch, I'll read that. Yeah. And uh, maybe I should look that up. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can still buy it. So that's, yeah, so that's pretty much what Quarterbin is. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. You know, I kind of it's a, it was a curiosity of something. I had to, I had to check it out. Yeah. And so I guess we did. And now you know about it. So yep. let's take our break. We'll come back. We'll talk about our book for the week. My name is Raven, professional wrestling superstar, raconteur extraordinaire and master of the Lombada, the forbidden dance. Come join me and my sidekick Busby for a live, live podcast of The Raven Effect. Yes, sirree. The Raven Effect, my podcast with Busby. That's live, 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 live on Thursday, October 5th at 9.30 as part of the LA Podcast Festival Preview Night at the Hollywood Improv. Come join us for this most momentous occasion. Tickets are just $15. That's it? I think we should charge more. Eh. Anyway, they're available at hollywood.improv.com. Hollywood.improv.com. Again, it's the Raven Effect live. <coughs> Easy for you to say. At the Hollywood Improv on Thursday, October 5th at 9.30 p.m. Go to Hollywood.improv.com for tickets and a free cookie. But there's no free cookie? Oh, well. Quote the Raven. Nevermore. All right, we're back here on Worst Collection Ever with our book for this week. It is X Factor, number 30, from July 1988. Uh, it is from the uh time when the original x-men were the x-factor team mm-hmm. and uh it is a louise simonson i think walt simonson too did this yeah louise and walt simonson uh penned and drawn book so it's got a very distinct style very distinct style and uh i i don't know, i i kind of like walt simonson's art 
you know, I'm familiar with Oh, it. yeah, I didn't have any problem with the art in this book. It's a very, he's got a very distinct style, and I, I always kind of appreciate seeing it. So, uh, so good on him. And uh, so basically the cover, so you have like a big demon face. Mm-hmm. Big demon face with a... It's a monster face. Big demon monster mouth. So many teeth. So many teeth. Oh, my gosh. All this. Basically, this whole cover is pretty much, I would say, 75% teeth. 75% teeth. Uh, and, and it's like this... Obviously, it's a cop monster because you can see he's got the cop monster. Yeah, well, he's got a badge. I know, I know. And he's got a hat on that says mutant police. And he's got like all this crazy hair. And he's just like, ah. And there's all these teeth. And he has Iceman and Beast as earrings. I just kind of noticed that. It's like, oh, they're actually like earrings. Yeah, I'm not sure why, but I guess they were just like, well, we got to get them on here somewhere. Well, it's more of like a. Because you know it, they this is they contend with this mutant cop in this book and well yeah but they don't he's he's not trying to make them earrings no that'd be funny though yeah. if he's like he's like I must have earrings I must turn you into something I could sell on the uh, Coney Island boardwalk but we also have to say that this is Beast but this is after he was p- touched by pestilence so okay yeah so was, he doesn't have fur and he's dumb yeah he's he's getting dumber because yeah. the more he uses his he's super strong but he gets dumber yeah you know he's not a blue beast right. However, however, his uh, choice of costume this time. Oh, around, it's really bad. He's got like last week. So last week we talked about the guy that was just like the Cleveland Browns. This, this is what Beast is. Be- no, Beast is actually dressed like the uh, 1980s San Diego Padres oh. with his brown and yellow cross, and it just yeah. it just looks it just it just doesn't look right. No, you know. So uh, I don't know. I don't care for it much. But. No. You know, but he isn't. But he doesn't have any boots or sh- no. He's no shoes because he has the biggest feet and the biggest hands. Sure. Uh, and then on the yeah, and then Iceman. Iceman's actually wearing his Asgardian belt, uh-huh. which apparently helps keep his ice powers in check. Because I think something happened at some point, and I I'm, I know there's a reason behind it, but something happened behind at some point where his ice powers became very. Uh, you know, became out of control or something, and uh, the Asgardians created some sort of belt, which looks like basically yeah. like a WWE, like intercontinental. Yeah. I actually had to ask Sean, I'm like, what's with this belt? Why is he cosplaying as a wrestler? He won. He won the battle royal. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, and then at the very top corner, we have. Well, I mean, yeah, oh. he went up against the Miz. He took the the intercontinental. The Miz versus Iceman. Oh, yeah, that sounds, like a, that sounds like a game. I'd watch that. I could probably make that in a new game this year. You probably could. Maybe I should. Uh, and then. Um, in the very corner, we have, you know, they're in a little box. It's uh, some chick. Infectia. Yeah. This is the girl that we're talking about here because she is the first girl that we see, first person we see when we go on the page here because the story's called Kiss of Death. And she is looking through a telescope at uh, what we find out later is a boat full of X-Men. Uh, but she is thinking about kissing Iceman because if she kisses him, he will love her and he will give her the boat. Well, actually, it's ship. I'm sorry, ship. Excuse me, ship. It's it's got. A I name. don't. I don't want to offend the ship because the ship is a sentient being. Oh, that's right. It talks. It is like, bro. It's it was uh, so some at some point, apocalypse had a ship called ship, ship, and then he got beat, and then he didn't have the ship, and the ship was like, "Can I be friends with you?" And they're like, "Sure." And now Jean Grey and X and, uh, and Cyclops have sex on the ship. Gross. I don't think I could be friends with something that was like a sentient, like a, sh- uh, a, a transportation vehicle that was also sentient. Really? That I had to like get inside of. So you wouldn't be okay with like a Knight Rider car? 
I mean, maybe a Knight Rider car. I'm not fucking in a Knight Rider car, I guess. I mean, you could. I could fuck in a Knight Rider car. Do I want? I mean, they don't have the fucking ship. I mean, let's say it's ship with sans fuck. Okay, then I'd be fine with it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if I lived on a ship and I was like, I would like to have sex, but I'm having sex inside of a living being, a sentient being, like, that's kind of weird. That is weird. That's weird for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's weird. That is weird. It's weird. I'm glad just we, saying. I'm, glad. <laughs> I'm just glad. establishing uh, my rules about fucking inside of sentient beings. Just yeah. want to make sure that that's out there. So Infectia is, um, she's got this mutant power. Where, to, yeah, she can apparently scramble people's DNA is what she said. She scrambles people's DNA by kissing them and it causes them to become... Like obsessed with her. Yeah, and also monsters. Her, but also monsters. In this case, she's imagining... Uh, Iceman becoming a gigantic, shrugging, grinning monster. Yeah, and that's what happens. That that doesn't happen, but that's her plan. Yeah. So uh, and so, uh, so she's like, "Oh man, I'm going to get that ship." Oh, and man. but not yet. It technically, it's a ship. Yeah, it's on the water. I thought it was in the air, but it's not. It's a ship. And so, but on the deck, we have a bunch of young mutants playing like a like tennis or volleyball with a glowing blowy uppy thingy well that's because it's boom boom so this is boom boom mm-hmm. with, the, with the with the 80s bow tie hair yeah whatever the madonna look and she has the power to create small balls that nice are look. Like basically like time bombs yeah and they're using that as like a like a tennis racket or something and or ten, not as a tennis racket but using it as like like a volleyball like or a, a volleyball. tennis ball or something yeah and look you got the was it uh, Skids and Rusty and Artie and Leech, and they're all farting around with X Factor? Because in addition to being a sentient ship where Green J- uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops fuck on, mm-hmm. uh, it's also an orphanage of sorts. Yeah. For so so it's orphanage slash uh, training center, training center slash uh, hotel, sex hotel. Yeah. <laughs> sex hotel. Sex hotel. Um, so and yeah. Iceman's Iceman Iceman is out there and he hits the the ball and of course this is when Cyclops decides to show up and ruin everybody's fun because Cyclops is the worst and he zaps it with his eye lasers and then he's like Meh. and by the way his visor is terrible his visor does look weird because it's very like it's, 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 it's very tiny slitted and it's big and, and it's it's but it's also kind of like goes out like a bow it's like little in the middle, and then it gets all big on the sides, like yeah. a bow. It's kind of weird. It is, yeah, it's a little weird. I'm not a huge fan of that. I do like his outfit, though. I like his. Yeah, outfit. no, their outfits. I'm, I'm used to this one because I had this uh, Toybus figure. Yeah, this. their outfits are fine, and Jean Grey's there, and Cyclops is like, "Oh, we should, we shouldn't have left you in charge. Obviously, you can't handle it, Iceman." And and Iceman's like, "You guys suck, basically, because yeah. they do." And they're like, well, we have to go somewhere, and you have to go somewhere, too. So I guess the ship is in charge of these children. No big deal. And Beast is coming with Iceman. Because he has to go... Where does he go? He goes to the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, that's right. He goes to the Hard Rock Cafe for work. But Gene and Scott are going somewhere else to like search for scott's son yeah so they're 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 checking it they're, they're on their own mission to kind of figure out what happened to scott's son that he has with madeline Pryor, who was gene gray's clone oh okay because gene gray was in the water and then the avengers found her and then she's better but then gene gray but then in the meantime scott married madeline Pryor, who looks exactly like gene gray but that was on purpose 
and then they had a baby, and that baby is Cable. Right. <laughs> so the baby's in the future. It's a future baby, but I think it's still around. I don't know. I don't know how Cable works. So they all leave. Neither does Time Warner. Hey! <laughs> Topical joke. Um, so they leave, and the kids are like, yay, ship's going to feed us apple pie or whatever. Yeah. And so the ship's like, I'll take care and give them a nutritious meal. And he's like, how about apple pie? And I'm like, and chili burgers. I'm like, you're going to give these kids the shit? Yeah, these kids have the... Maybe that's how he's like, you know, now that I don't have to worry about them. They're all in the bathrooms. And they're going to watch Rambo on a 20-foot screen. Actually, what does he call it? It's not Rambo. It's Rambo versus... Rambo Nukes Commando in Nicaragua. I'm like, I'd watch that movie. Can I see that movie? Is that the, was, was that just The Expendables? Yes. yes I, think it was. Just, I think it's just the plot for The Expendables. I think you're, you're 100% right. And, and Sliced Alone was like, finally, I can make that the movie that X-Men wanted to see. <laughs> Man, that kid in X-Factor has some good taste. You know what? I'm going to keep that one up here. <laughs> that kid's right. I'll keep that one up here when I'm, <laughs> when I'm, when I'm on my late 60s and I and have I'm to run, run in a funny. movie. <laughs> him running, I don't know if it's him or if it's his double. But that long shot toward at the end there, oh, it's the first like, Expendables, I think it is. it's the first Expendables and it's from far away and he's like running towards like the hangar or wherever they're going for that like final showdown. Yeah. And the way he or his double runs is so fucking funny that it became my favorite thing in the entire movie. Yeah. Because just like, uh, 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 arms, arms, arms. It was just so funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they leave and then they drop Scott and Beast off wherever they're going i don't really know what city they're going to well they're in new york they're in the city okay so they go to yeah new they're york. like right they're they're just like they're like in the hudson rivers okay shit, so they go drop them off in new york and there's reporters and the reporters like why are you guys so great and beast is like uh nobody said there'd be reporters and iceman's like don't worry about it i'll take care of it i'm smooth i'm so great well blah, the thing blah. is too is that they're kind of surprised because for a long time x factor considered to be they were kind of hiding out in plain sight uh-huh in a way, it's, it's, it's confusing. I'm not going to explain it. Yeah. But basically, they're hiding out in plain sight. I feel like, like that could be the tagline for all of the X-Men. I'm not going to explain it. No, it's confusing. I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> because it is. So Infectious like watching all this go down. She's spying on Iceman. I'm assuming this is the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, she's at the, she's at the Hard Rock Cafe, and also she's she wants to kiss Iceman too because she wants to see what happens if she scrambles DNA that's already been scrambled because of the mutation that right. you know mutants have. Uh, so everybody's like, Iceman, you're great. Like they're like at this like diner thing. Well, there's like basically they're just at like a random like it's at a it's at a Hard Rock Cafe that nobody's at except for a bunch of women with 80s haircuts and giant shoulder pads talking to Iceman while the Beast just sits at a table. Yeah. And everybody's very interested in Iceman. Yeah, and Iceman's like, I have my own endorsements. And then I think some girl tries to like. Yeah, because he's like, oh, we live on. Sex. Well, that's the thing, because. Uh, offer Beast sex. Ice Iceman says, oh, we live on a ship, and it provides all of our needs. And this girl comes up behind Beast, and she's like, all of your needs. And he's like, ah, and he like runs away. Yeah. So then, like. So Beast goes for like a, a sad, sad swing hang. around the city. Looks like he's hanging from the top of the panel. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. I mean, he's not doing it. He's hanging from like a ladder of some sort, but yeah. it just it looks He's like, like, what pestilence haven't touched me now? I'm dumb. And so as this is happening, there's like a cop having a walk, and he stops to watch TV at a window, and he's like, mm, mutants, meh, fuck them. It's Thomas then, Hayden Church. <coughs> sorry. Yes, it is. And um, pestilence walks up, and she's like, hey, police officer, what you doing? You hate mutants? He's like, what? 
And she's like, let me start talking about chemistry because this is weird. And he's like, ma'am, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Are you on drugs? Exactly. And she's like, no, but I am into chemistry. Why is he actually, different why, sort. I don't even know. Why is he talking to her so much? I don't know. Why isn't it like, ma'am, and you tip your hat and you keep walking? Like, that's what you fucking do. You hate do. music. Good day, you, ma'am. Exactly. Good day, citizen. Ma'am. And keep ma'am. going. But she's like, ew. And she shoves him in the alleyway and she's like, smooch. And he, I don't, explodes? Well, she says she, <laughs> like, what is that there? She says something here that's kind of creepy. It says, after all, bio, biochemical engineering was daddy's specialty, and I'm my daddy's little girl. Yeah, she's really creepy. And she's like, uh, gives him a smooch, and he explodes. Because it's what it looks like. There's all this light and like coming from this alleyway, because you can't see what happened to him. You just see the building, and then the light coming from the alley. Uh-huh. But it looks like he exploded. He did. And he became like a monster with all the teeth. He's the guy on the cover. So then we're back with Gene and Scott, and they're like, oh, where's my son? Blah, 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 blah. And so as all that's going on, um, Mystique and... Well, Freedom Force. So Mystique... Yeah. So at this point, Freedom Force is a group that works for the government to like keep mutants in check, I guess? In no way do I believe Mystique would be a part of that group. Well, she is. I know, but I don't believe that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's obviously alternative motives, and she's there with Blob and Pyro and... You know, Destiny and some other dude. <laughs> I forget who that is. I don't know. There's like old seer woman. Yeah, that's I think that's Destiny. I don't know who this dude is over here. But, oh. uh, so they're trying to find the sun. And I think they go, actually, they go to kind of hunt down Freedom Force because they were the last ones to see the X-Men. Because oh, the X-Men right. got thrown into like limbo of some sort. Sure. And like, this is so we're kind of, yeah, there's been a whole. There's, there's a, a whole, of, there's a thing. Again. I mean, again, it's too confusing. I'm not going to explain it. <laughs> Tagline of the X-Men. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, you know, we will, uh, we'll ambush them. And then we also cut to a future thing with. Uh, a ball man. Well, this is a, oh God, what's his name? Orphan maker? Sure. He steals babies to make them into mon- monsters well what else are you gonna do with babies I don't know. <laughs> what else do you do with babies i mean uh, you can dress them up all cute and then you can turn them to monsters i mean that's really about it yeah so we see that and that like just that's like a one-off we're not gonna see that again and then like then, so they're so they're going to, they go to hard rock yeah, so um the monster and the and infection go to hard. Yeah, rock. and she's like, "All right, here we go." And she walks in and he gets stuck at the door, but then he's like freaking out. He's like, "Infection, where'd you go?" whatever. So he like busts through the door and she runs up to Iceman. She's like, "Help me, this monster is coming after me." Oh my god. And so Iceman like freezes him and he's like, "No, Infection, what are you talking about?" And she's like, "He's talking about me like he knows me." Oh my god. And then, you know, she gets bad. Yeah. So then Beast shows up, I think, on the next page. So he, like, starts fighting, and, like, Iceman is trying to, like, calm him down, which I don't even know why he's bothering. And Beast shows up. He's like, no, you don't understand. There's something going on. Yeah. And he's like, stop, Beast. I'm trying to help this lady. I don't know. Bo- Bobby's kind of dumb, too. He's Yeah, well, he's an asshole. Bobby's kind of, like, a bro. Oh, he's an absolute bro. He's a bro, and he's dumb. Yeah, and he, uh, and even if you actually, he's not far removed from being in Defenders, and that's when him and uh, Beast and uh, what's his face, uh, Angel, were hanging out, watching exercise videos, being like, "Yo, chicks," <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was. He's just weird. But it seems like this. So the monster is just getting bigger and bigger, and eventually, he just expends so much energy that he explodes. Yeah. 
for real. Which should have killed everybody there. Yeah. And also, he's like, hey, you look like one of the antibodies that was like attacking our ship the other day. So I because, guess this is like not the first time she's tried. Well, yeah, she's she's on a mission. She wants to, that ship, damn it. She wants she wants that. Yeah, what is she? She wants the fuck ship. Well, she wants the fuck ship because she they also make chili floating, fries. Well, also it makes chili fries and it is a floating fuck palace. <laughs> and she's like, hey, it's the best of both worlds. Not that I think those two things should be combined. <laughs> also, way, they got a twenty inch TV. That's right, and they have. The the only existing copy of Rambo Bombs Nicaragua or whatever. And all the other great <laughs> 80s accoutrements like cell phones and answering <laughs> machines and... Uh, Man, co- state uh, of the art. Uh, Nintendo. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got an Atari. Oh, it's got a Nintendo, an Atari, a ColecoVision, oh, a Sega yeah. Master System. Oh, yeah. It's got the whole thing. It's got that, those things. Those, that's what it that's has. It. It has those, those, those things. only video games that were out then. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> it has those things. I want to live on ship. It's got a, a bitchin' copy of Pong. Uh, very exciting. Ooh, I bet it has a ski ball room. It 100% has we a ski ball room. We can make a ski ball room, which is kind of gross because it's like, here, have a ball out of my body Ew. and use it to play ski ball. <laughs> also, here are some tickets from my body. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a ship that plays ski Well, that's ball. the thing. Is like, the ship provides for every need. So, like, does he use just like, and food? And it just comes out yeah, of the body? That, like, a, what was, is happening with the ship? Because he's like, hey, chili burgers. And I'm like, wait a minute. So he's producing. Does he have a chili recipe? He must. Ooh, is it Green Arrow's chili recipe? I'm certain it is. He stole it. He stole it. And he then those, kid- it, and oh, like, those kids die and Batman shows up. He's like, this is good chili. Because Batman's <laughs> the only one that likes the Green Arrow's chili. Uh, yeah. Fucking Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so that oh, could- actually, no, actually that, speaking to that point, well, maybe we'll talk about this another. Uh, well, maybe we'll get this in the next episode, but... The Amalgam universe is coming back. It sure is. And if there's a crossover that needs to happen, it's Green Arrow's chili needs to show up in an X-Men comic. Sure. I, I can. Comic why? Why not? Let's do retro ones and just put that be like, hey, this was Green Arrow's chili. Now everybody's dead. Well, let's go kill Green Arrow. But Batman's like, no, I like that chili. I will fight you. So this basically just takes place at a chili cook-off. This, yes. The entire Amalgam universe is just set at one chili cook-off. And then everybody fights over chili. And that's that's what's happening. Yes, and there's. Uh, I can see that. And then maybe I like, I like that. maybe if you eat the chili, like so, if you take a bite of the chili at the same time somebody else is, you guys fuse together, kind of like uh, uh, the fusion dance on like Dragon Ball Z. Uh, and you, that's fu- but that's how you become the amalgam how, character. How do you know who? How do you know who fuses with who? So it's like just it's just chance. Does, so Are you closest to that person? Then so there if you go. the Hulk take eats chili at the same time as. A uh, cyborg. Yep. All of a sudden, it's yes. like chili fuse. Yes, they have. They're standing next to each other. They take a Hulk bite of the chili. chili. Yeah, at the same time, and so now you've got Cyber Hulk, and it's just Hulk made of cyber stuff. I like that. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of wish we were we were heading in that direction. Unfortunately, no. It's it's going to be some bullshit. Like, oh, it has Fallout that impacts. All the universes, and you're like, yeah, of course it does. Whatever. Hey, Shut hey up. Hey, DC. Shut up. Jerk me off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> because what are you talking? What? What? Are in Marvel what, too? What are you Actually, talking no. Wait, Marvel's about? involved this too. Marvel, you could jerk me off too. I think they want us to jerk them off. No. That's the whole thing. They both jerk me off. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a to come back, they both need to come jerk me off. 
<laughs> knock, knock, knock. Excuse me, sir. This entire comic book universe is here to give you a hand job. <laughs> anyway, so back to this guy exploding. Back to this guy. So this guy explodes. Thomas Hayden Church explodes. Beast is like, hey, you need to know something about her. And, he, and Bobby's like, shut up. I'm going to take a picture with this woman. And now we're going to walk hand in hand down the street. Because I am dumb as a brick. Yeah. And then uh, I don't even care and, what happens here. Well, this is this is a uh, this is Archangel. Oh, it is. This is Archangel, but he is and uh, he has uh, been hiding out because he's at, actually at his own uh, Worthington Enterprises. He's at his oh, own place, okay. and he's looking up what's happened. What happened to uh, his lady friend Candy Southern? Security yeah. guard's like, "Hey, you turn around," and he does, and he like shoots this guy full of apparently feathers. Well, he has like flechettes. That's like he has ah, like I uh, see because what he's able to do is shoot like. Oh, that's right. I remember that his, now. His uh, spininess yeah, from his yeah, yeah, yeah. wings. Yeah. And so... Uh, so he, like, spinies that guy. Yeah, and so he spinies that guy, and then we go... And then we jump over where Feet of Freedom Force and everybody, you know, the... Jean Grey and uh, Scott are meeting up with the Blob and Mystique. Yeah. And they're like, hey, it's us. You guys haven't registered for the Mutant Registration Act. I'm like, uh, fucking okay. Ugh. Um, and then they fight. A little. Just a little. Actually, Blob just pretty much just slaps Cyclops. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then they're so captured. That's pretty cool. That, that's it. I like that. Who doesn't want to slap Cyclops? I think everybody does. He, he looks very unhappy in that. that well, point. you know. Look, how, look at his, his frowny mouth. He, he, oh, he's see, very frowny. He's his frowny mouth, which just kind of just looks like uh, like silly putty. <laughs> it does. It looks like when you roll it and you go pinch, pinch, pinch. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Oh, he's got a silly putty mouth and they're all like, well, yeah, we're, we're trying to do this civilly, but apparently you don't care. Slap. And slap. So then we're back in New York, and uh, Iceman is like, hey, I'd love to take you back to the fuck ship uh, to fuck, but unfortunately, uh, it only allows mutants in because it's kind of a weird place. And she's like, but I am a mutant. Look at this. I can kiss these roses, and they'll get all big. And he's like, oh, man, you can come on the fuck ship. I don't even know, I don't even know if they're big. They just, just turn into barf. Yeah. It turns into some it, sort of like It's just basically like what poison ivy does to plants. Yeah. And she's like, I have millions of dollars. Can I please come with you? Because I want you to train me to use my weird power. And he's like, sure. And they're, and he's like, I'm going to get fucked on the fuck ship. And Beast is all like, meh. He's like, I'm too dumb to understand fuck ship. Yeah. And so they get out and like the plant attacks the cabbie, but only when Iceman and Beast aren't looking. Yeah. And she's they, evil, but we don't know that. Or they, they don't and they know. go back to the fuck ship, and the kids are like, yeah, we had chili burgers. It was gross. I got diarrhea. So great. <laughs> Poor Artie and Leech have diarrhea. Not only that, but like these kids are fucking assholes, because like they're just like, hey, here we are. We're back on the ship. And the minute they open the door, one of these kids are like, who's that bimbo? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You don't know any. You don't know who this woman is. What are you calling her bimbo for? What if that's... uh? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It could be Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And you're calling her a bimbo. Let's say it's uh, Morgan Fairchild. We're in the 80s. We could say that. <laughs> or, or whatever. Who's a, who's, a, who's a popular brunette? I don't know. What if that's Joan Collins? It's, it's Joan Collins. It's Danielle Steele. <laughs> just coming to read you a book. And you're just like, bimbo. You're like, okay. Look at that bimbo. Oh, that's Susan Lucci. Bimbo. You're never going to win an award, Susan Lucci. Susan Lucci, this is 1988. You're never going to win anything. I think she won eventually. I, she did eventually. But it, it, it took like 27 years or something stupid. So they're like, who's that? And that's I think that's the end. I do like, okay, well, this is what happened to poor, poor Beast. Oh, that's right. Poor Beast. So, so they're like, hey, who's this bimbo? And, and Beast goes, 
Ask Bobby, I'm too dumb to listen to anyway. And he just runs away. And they're like, what's up with him, man? No. Pretty sad, actually. He's like, he's probably going to get a chili burger. You know, if I'm beast, I'm getting chili burger. I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, you, you, this ship has everything. You can have creme brulee. You can have. It's true. Remember those PB Maxes? No. It was a candy bar. Oh, I do remember those. Like, little squares. Yeah. And they were like, PB Max. It was like one of those things where you feel like you're like one of those extreme kids. You get to yeah. eat them. But you love peanut butter? Yeah, you love peanut butter, but you're also like. But you love it in an extreme way? Well, there's a kid that was on my bus. Was he extreme? No. Yeah, well, then what the well, fuck did a, you do eating a PB Max? He was a bully. That's extreme. That's and like I, he, was, he was extreme in his uh, socio tendencies well that's why he got a pb max you have to be extreme he just walk around he was one of those kids that came up in the morning when you wait outside you know or i remember i don't know i just remember him eating one like when we were waiting to get into school at like 7 30 you know because because at one point the, the buses didn't run you know my parents had to drop me off uh-huh because the buses bus budget didn't pass oh <laughs> that would happen sometimes oh okay sometimes they would be like you know what the budget didn't pass so you know you're gonna have to walk to school my parents always threaten me with that i would love to walk to school now oh man as a 38 year old man i'll walk to school. i always wanted to walk to school when i was a kid i couldn't but the thing is though you lived out like far spread out stuff well there's just a lot of suburbs where i was yeah. it was just tract housing and suburbs and like so there was a school and everybody had to take the goddamn bus to it and plus my high school was like all the way away they eventually built a second one closer but i didn't get to go to that one yeah so i didn't get to walk to school we started school in August, so like every time in September where all the calendars on the school walls had like pictures of schoolhouses and they're like, welcome back. We'd already been in school for like three or four weeks at that point, yeah. so that was kind of stupid. I didn't have to walk to school most of the time, yeah. but my parents always threatened that with me. And then the one point, because this is when the, when the I was going to school in Sloan, mm. you know, it was grade school or in, you know middle school or whatever for me. I just remember... That's where I remember PB Max from. <laughs> I, 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 I remember things. That is good. This, this show is like my therapy. Yeah, this show's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> is it good? That might not be one of them. <laughs> no, that's definitely not one of them. So Iceman introduces everybody to Infectia, which that's a, that's a bad name. I have. mean, why would you, like, wouldn't you already be on guard? The woman's name is Infectia. You just call her AIDS lady. I mean, you just or, be or like. like Herpes Here, McGee. Here's my friend Pestilence. Yeah. No. Obviously a bad guy. Yeah. And Iceman's just like, oh, fuck ship. Well, he's like, he's literally just like, I'll just show her to her quarters. Yeah, See you I kids bet later. you will. And he's doing finger guns. He is doing finger guns. This is his, I'm actually gay, but I'm like going to really pretend to be hetero, uh, like heterosexual so yeah. nobody knows. Oh, yeah. No, he's doing he That's does, what this is. There's a lot, what, reading it's back the at, 80s. And then they go off and... And she uh, tries to kiss him. She tries to kiss him, and then... That's it. In 30 days, don't miss. Kiss off. <sighs> and that is it for X Factor number 30 from July 1988. Mm-hmm. So that's it for the book. Uh, would you read the next issue of this? Nope. Do you, do you have any care about whether or not she gets mutated into something or mutates him into something? And Nope. Gives, she gives him fuck ship or gives her fuck ship? I mean, really, the only thing I care about is the fuck ship, but... Um, yeah, sounds right. That's on brand for you. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And uh, other than that, no, don't care. Fair enough. You know... X Factor's always hit or miss with me, even with the different teams. Yeah. I just, I don't, and actually any X book, most X books are are hard for me to 
commit to. Yeah. Although it's weird because I love Beast. Yeah. Like, I'm down with Beast. But I like him when he's not with the X-Men. You know, when he's hanging out with the Avengers or the Defenders or he's, you know, Marvel team-up or whatever. This, that, other thing. I'm like, I just don't care much for him when he's actually doing X-Men stuff. Because the X-Men stuff, as we... And you nailed, that, you nailed it. Mm. It's too confusing. Yeah. I'm not going to explain it. Yeah. That's the, that's the problem with the X-Men. That's it's how just, I always feel when so, I read an X-Men book. You're just like, you know what? There's so much shit that happened that unless you've been following it for decades, literally none of it will make sense. And so that's... I mean, I'm sure I could look up a Wikipedia. Well, that's true. You could do that. Or, But I don't care. Or another, actually another great resource, and this is, I highly recommend this podcast, is called uh, Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. Yeah. Which I think basically... I don't from, know from what point they started, but I think they started from like the new X-Men. Oh, okay. From the... the X, uh, I'm blanking on the issue, but the one where they reintroduced all the, the giant-sized X-Men or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they uh i think i feel like they start from there and they just kind of been going through you know all these issues and eventually they started doing new mutants and x factor and i'm certain they're already into you know i've listened to the while but you know they're into other stuff it's pretty cool and it's a, it's a great resource actually they do a great job it's a very well produced show uh-huh and it just sounds great and they have fun with it they have books they enjoy it yeah we don't i look i don't necessarily enjoy x-men stuff right i have a hard time with it as jen does too so farts farts so that's it for this week's show that's it thanks for listening uh you can find myself on twitter and instagram at angry hero sean uh if you're in la tonight if you listen to this you know when it downloads and if you're in los angeles tonight and you want to come check out the la podcast festival preview night you can do so at the hollywood improv it's hollywood.improv.com for tickets you can uh Pick up tickets for each individual show. Rob has a podcast with Rob Sesternino from Survivor at 8 o'clock in the main room. We have uh, Time Suck with Dan Cummins at 7.30 in the lab. And then at 9.30 in the lab, it's The Raven Effect with ECW Wrestler Raven. And at 10.15 in the uh, main room, it is Who Weekly. So you can uh, check all those out at hollywood.improv.com. And uh, that will be dope. Yeah, and I'm at Jen Stansfield on Twitter and Instagram, jenstansfield.tumblr.com, and jenstansfield.wordpress.com. Uh, send us an email, worst collection ever at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook, worst collection ever. That's about it. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, folks, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.